0: What's going on everybody? How's it going? Welcome back to the show. It is time for another brand new episode of the politics and punk rock podcast. And I am Andrew for America. Your friendly neighborhood host. And I got some fantastic news people. I am one of the newest members of all mediaunited.com go get online right now go check it out altmediaunited.com when you get there go select the podcasts tab and scroll down and take a gander at all of the amazing intelligent thought provoking esoteric conspiratorial yada yada etc etc podcasts in the cooperative known as Alt Media United. I feel that it is an honor and a pleasure I appreciate uh being allowed into the crew. So I want to give a shout out to all the people that uh helped me in that process, Moral Bob from the Hidden and Plain Sight podcast, Matt from the Great Deception Podcast, uh, Mark uh, at Alt Media United, of course. I've been chatting with him, trying to figure it out, getting him all my information. It's awesome. Things are moving right along for the show. And what else is going on? I got some other housekeeping. Uh, one of the things that you guys might may have noticed, uh, I turned on subscriptions uh for the show through anchor and then I turned them off cuz I was going to use my uh I was going to have the episodes that I was going to include under having a subscription to be my supercut show reality lies damn lies and statistics uh the second and third installment of that show were bonus episodes Uh, I think the first installment of Reality Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics is way down there, way back in the 20s or 30s. I think you'll just have to go look at my catalog if you want to go see the first installment. And uh, so I decided I wanted to see if I could get some subscribers on there, and then I just quickly turned it off because I don't know if I'm ready to do that through Anchor yet. I might look at Patreon. I might uh, look at... Uh, what are the things I'm going to offer in a subscription-only show? Um, I'm just kind of kicking around ideas right now, trying to figure it out. So as of right now, all those shows are back up and running. You can go check them out. Uh, you don't got to pay for a subscription. Uh, I'm not going to put any of my content behind a paywall as of yet. I think my actual podcast I'll offer for free. And then whenever I do decide to do a subscription-only show, uh, if I'm going to ask people to pay money for it, it's clearly got to be good. And uh, I probably have to include some video shows or, you know, doing my shows with video also, not just audio. Um, I'll probably have to do some event-type things. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if my show is big enough to do that yet, but I'm on my way. I'm just getting a little ahead of myself, getting a little excited. Weird, Andrew for America is an excitable person. (laughs) No way. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, that's that. I hope you enjoyed the last few episodes. Got a great response back from Punk, Anarchy, and the State of the World with my uh, good friend Adam. The First Man. That was a great show. A lot of great feedback from that. And then uh, my show after that on strategy and reality, I floated the idea that Trump may or may not be in the big club. Is he really the anomaly? Is he really the exception to the rule? Was I naive to think that he wasn't? In the big club. Because. The media. Is making him look. Like the hero. Like I said. They're coming after the guy. Um, Adam the first man. In that, in that uh, previous episode. Said that. You know. People are flocking. To right wing propaganda. Outlets right now. Because everyone's wising up to the left-wing propaganda outlets, CNN just finally dumped Potato Head. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Oh, Mr. Potato Head fell down. I wonder if we'll ever be able to put Mr. Potato Head back together again. (laughs) People are getting smart. And I love it. People are flocking in droves away from left-wing, leftist media. But they're not moving towards knowledge and wisdom. They're not moving towards freedom and awareness and understanding. They're moving to right-wing propaganda outlets. Tucker Carlson is crushing the game right now. He's got a lot of help, people. Just look at the Biden administration. Doesn't matter how you slice it, doesn't matter how you cover it, doesn't matter if you lie about it, sensationalize it, leave things out, doctor statistics, fabricate facts, whatever. Any thinking, rational person can see. This is probably the worst administration in the history of this country. By a lot of metrics. Dan, Dan Bongino, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, he is hilarious. Every day he tweets out the date. So like today, it's uh, 8 20, 20 when I'm recording this episode. And if you go look at Dan Bongino's Twitter, it probably says, Today is August 20th, 2022, and Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. He does it like every day. Maybe every other day. I don't remember. He does it quite often. I find it quite hilarious. But, you know, right-wing propaganda and the Tucker Carlson's of the world, pff, boy, it's like uh, Colbert. It's like Stephen Colbert uh, and John Stewart, maybe. Was he still on TV back during the Trump presidency? I mean, Trump made so many, so many people money. So, so, so many people got rich off of his antics. Love him or hate him. Clearly, even his haters kind of love him a little bit. I bet you they'd never admit it. But if you went, walked up and got an honest take from some Biden voters and said, hey, if you got the chance to do it all over again, would you have voted for Trump? I bet you a large majority of them would have said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But people, I'm here to tell you You shouldn't be flocking to right-wing propaganda outlets. You should be flocking to freedom and liberty and awareness and alternative media outlets. You want real news reporting people? You want people that are going to peer review, uh, check facts for real, not be hired by a company to just do it on opinion? I guess Mark Zuckerberg, I heard at one point, admitted that, yeah, I mean, we let our fact checkers pretty much, you know, they get a base outline of what to look for, but they get to do whatever they want to do. Are you kidding me? Where's the oversight? Speaking of oversight, real quick, just want to throw this in here. Sam Winchester's latest episode, 128 of the According to Sam podcast, is a must-listen show, in my humble opinion. It's called Defund the FBI, and he makes one hell of a case for the legislature to threaten to defund the FBI if they do not come forth with the information we all seek about what justification was used for them to go into Mar-a-Lago and... Look for documents. I guess. I think the I think the story is hilarious that Trump apparently wasn't there. I wonder if he knew he was like oh, you know. They waited till they knew he was gone to go in, or did Trump know he was? They were gonna do it, and he just stayed away so it could go down. Lots of, lots of conspiracy theories floating around out there. Lots of people talking. Things just keep getting more and more and more un covered. It's not as easy for them to pull the wool over your eyes anymore, my fellow Americans. And I'd like to think that people like me, podcasters like me, and others, of course, are helping that process along. You want to help yourself right now? Don't ever turn on a mainstream media news network. I know that's probably difficult to do, but you're just doing yourself a disservice. I mean, watch it so you can see how they're spinning things, of course. You know, I mean, I occasionally check in on CNN and um, Fox, obviously, uh, Newsy, MSNBC, Bloomberg. Like, there's a whole bunch of channels out there now. You're not really getting viewpoint diversity because they're all owned by the same companies. But it is interesting to see their show versus the reality. You want the reality? Go to alternative media. You want the show? Go to the mainstream media. It's pretty simple, people. It's not, it's not too tough to figure out. So, today, I'm going to make a case. Uh, I'm going to present you with some information. And I'm going to talk about a person's research that I've been chatting with. I have recently discovered the Colorado Dank Instagram page. I've heard other podcasters talk about Colorado Dank in the past. Seems to be a very well-researched guy with a lot of good information. I highly recommend if you are on Instagram, you go look up Colorado dang, underscore Dank 99. Colorado Dank 99 goes by Jay. He describes himself as dude. <laughs> and uh, he and I have been chatting a little bit and he gave me a bunch of information that i have looked over and that it has led me to the conclusion i know i now have definitive evidence or what looks like evidence to me anyway that people trump is not the savior of this nation. Trump is not the best choice, the best case scenario with regard to who should be the next President of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, Donald J. Trump is a member of the big club. I'm going to go knock out an anchor commercial and when I get back, I'm going to share some of Colorado underscore dank 99 on Instagram's research with you good fine people. I'm going to make the case with supporting evidence that Donald J. Trump is in the big club. He's on their same team. I'll be right back. Go grab a beverage. Strap on your seatbelt. It's going to be a hell of an episode. I'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple.
0: All right, people, welcome back. So before I get started <clears throat> pleading my case to you, I want to introduce a new character here on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, meet Mr. Norman Vincent Peel. Norman Vincent Peale, born May 31st, 1898, died December 24, 1993, was an American Protestant clergyman and an author best known for popularizing the concept of positive thinking, especially through his best-selling book, The Power of Positive Thinking, released 1952. He served as the pastor of Marble Collegiate Church in New York from 1932, leading his Reformed Church in America congregation for more than a half century until his retirement in 1984. Alongside his pulpit ministry, he had an extensive career of writing and editing and radio and television presentations. Despite arguing at times against involvement of clergy in politics, he nevertheless uh, nevertheless had some controversial affiliations with politically active organizations in the late 1930s and engaged with national political candidates and their campaigns, having influence on some, including a personal friendship with President Richard Nixon. Okay? So keep that in mind as we move on. Buddies with Richard Nixon. Okay? Peel led a group opposing the election of John F. Kennedy for president. Okay? So think about that. Mr. Norman Vincent Peel opposed the election of JFK. Okay? Keep that in your memory, Banks, as we continue. And he said, faced with the election of a Catholic, our culture is at stake. Protestant clergyman Norman Vincent Peale stated with regard to JFK. Theologian Reinhold Niebuhr responded that Peale was motivated by blind prejudice. And facing intense public criticism, Peale retracted his statement. He also opposed uh, Adlai Stevenson's candidacy for president because he was divorced, (laughs) which led Stevenson to famously quip, I find St. Paul appealing and St. Peel appalling. Following the publication of Peel's 1952 bestseller, his ideas became the focus of criticism from several psychiatric professionals. Church theologians and leaders. Peel was awarded the Presidential Medal of Honor, the highest civilian honor in the United States, March 26, 1984, by President Ronald Reagan. He died at age 95 following a stroke in Pauling, New York. He was survived by Ruth Stafford, his wife of 63 years, who had influenced him with regard to the publication of The Power of Positive Thinking. yada yada, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's just a little background on Mr. Peel. But there's another side to Mr. Peel. Ladies and gentlemen, Norman Vincent Peel was a 33rd degree Freemason of the Scottish Rite. In fact, there are many articles out there about the man you can go look up. One of them is in the February 2007, February 2007, Alberta Freemason, Norman Vincent Peale on the power of positive thinking. Okay, so now, now that I've introduced this gentleman to you, I want to talk about a few things that occurred in the year 1971, okay? Uh, there is an article entitled Peel's America. His vision is echoed in the mystical certainties of figures like Oprah Winfrey. Even the Trump presidency is confirmation that our country is now Peel's America. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Even the Trump presidency is confirmation. So did Peel influence Trump somehow? Well, that's very interesting because Norman Peel was a favorite of many self-made wealthy Americans, including Trump's father. People, Donald J. Trump's father. Well, his, his father's mentor was Norman Vincent Peale. Trump's father was a household name from about 1952 until the mid-'80s. Uh, Peale even officiated at Donald Trump's first two weddings at Manhattan's Marble Collegiate Church, where he preached for 50-plus years. Attending his funeral was Trump and Richard Nixon, who credited Peel's sermons with inspiring him in 1968 to seek the presidency. Okay? So, Norman Vincent Peel, mentor of Donald J. Trump's father. Donald Trump's father and Richard Nixon were both at the guy's funeral. He was in, Nixon says he was inspired to become president because of the teachings of Mr. Peel and Oprah. They mentioned Oprah. He was a big fan of Oprah. I'm sorry, Oprah was a big fan of him, rather. Uh, Oprah Winfrey touts the message of the best-selling book and video series, The Secret, with its core message, thoughts become things. And she is echoing Peel in these remarks. When Donald Trump denies facts and prefers bluster, he is echoing the man he who called Trump his greatest student of all time. I'm just reading little clips from some of these pieces just to paint a picture, okay? I'm getting to the 1971 stuff. I just wanted to connect for a second Norman Vincent Peale with Richard Nixon. He's connected to Oprah Winfrey. He's connected to Donald Trump. And it also turns out he's connected to Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton. And Colorado Dink says that all these people played a key role in societal breakdown. Oprah on her talk show brainwashing the masses. Nixon removing the gold standard to begin inflation which plays a key role in the digital mark that's coming. Trump has brainwashed the world. And uh, Colorado Dank makes the claim Ron DeSantis is from Yale, possible a skull, possibly a member of Skull and Bones, as well as connected to the Bush family. That's, that remains to be seen. I'll have to do some more research to see if that's true. So, okay, now let me switch gears real quick. I want to bring another storyline into the mix. Okay, so back in 1967, um, a young Klaus Schwab uh, had just gained his doctorate in economics from the University of Fribourg, Switzerland, as well as a Master of Public Administration qualification from the John F. Kennedy School of Government at Harvard in the United States. While at Harvard University, Klaus Schwab was taught by Henry Kissinger, who he would later say were among the top three to four figures he had most who had most influenced his thinking over the course of his entire life. Okay, people? So there's Klaus Schwab who learned under Henry Kissinger, saying that he was the most influential person in his life who affected the way that he thinks about things. Okay? So, 1967, Klaus Schwab uh, graduates, learns under Henry Kissinger. Okay? Also under in 1971. Richard Nixon is now president. Norman Vincent Peale inspired him to seek the presidency, and he did. And he won. And then in 1971, you people know what happened. Nixon took the United States off the gold-backed standard. Coincidentally, my fellow Americans, the same year, 1971, Klaus Schwab founds The World Economic Forum. Coincidence? (laughs) Makes me think about that secret destiny of America, doesn't it? Manly P. Hall. Okay, so what have we been over so far? Klaus Schwab connected to Kissinger. Kissinger's connected to every American president back ever since World War II, basically. You guys know that. A lot of these guys are fans of 33rd degree Freemason, Norman, Vincent, Peel, and his teachings. Later they're going to talk about the thousand points of light. And Colorado Dank refers to the six-pointed star as a symbol of these whatever points of light. And you can—I mean, the symbolism is ridiculous. You can see it on everything. It's on Freemason, Freemasonic rings. Uh, I mean, the Star of David, we've been over that with the Rothschilds and the creation of uh, uh, Palestine and Israel. I'm going to talk about uh, Kushner and uh, Netanyahu, actually, a little bit later here today. Uh, But that's where we're at, okay? So, 71, World World Economic Forum is founded by Klaus Schwab. Also, 1971, Richard Nixon goes off the gold standard, okay? 1972, people, listen up. This is huge. This is the biggest part of what I'm about to tell you today. On March 29th 1972, President Richard Nixon, Manolo Sanchez, Luis Echeverria Alvarez, General William Westmoreland, Norman Vincent Peale, and Henry Kissinger all met. In the president's office in the old executive office building at an unknown time, sometime between 12.57 and 3.07 p.m., the old executive office building taping system captured this recording, which is known as Conversation 328-014 of the White House Tapes. And I don't know what's in those tapes, but I'm going to go find it. And if I don't play it in this episode today, boy, you can rest assured I'm going to play it on this podcast at some point. Okay? People. Let me take you down this road I'm on right now. Okay? Let me put it together. Okay? Nixon. Peel. Kissinger. Schwab. Donald J Trump's father. Later George W Bush, or George H W Bush. George W Bush probably, who knows. Probably the same situation as Donald Trump. Their dads were really the connection to you know those thousand points of light, right? <laughs> I'm going to go figure out what they talked about in these White House tapes. I'm sure it's public. You would you would think Maybe it's not. Who knows? Why are they all in a room having a conversation the year after they took the United States off the gold standard and after Schwab created the World Economic Forum? You don't think there's any colluding and conspiring going on both here in America and across the pond and in Europe? You don't think that These people with familial, very cozy relationships throughout the course of their entire lives aren't having conversations about their plans for the world, people? (laughs) So... I mean, you be the judge. You can go look this stuff up. You know, and then uh, somebody, I already read this, but I'm going to read this again. So some former GOP governor said that Republicans are being irresponsible to indulge Donald Trump as president because of the influence of Norman Vincent Peale. This GOP governor who apparently will remain nameless or you know there's no there's no it's not a sign to any person. it's just former GOP governor so whoever made this statement probably didn't want anyone to know that they were the person that made this statement said that we're already living in Peels America If we're gonna put Donald Trump in the White House again, we already put him in there once for years and years and years he was a registered Democrat was from the New York elite. He's probably friends with the Rockefeller Republicans. See what I'm saying, people? These rich, elitist, big club members, the D or the R next to their name is irrelevant. They're all on the same team. I don't know how much more information I need to provide to get you my fellow Americans, to see, to understand what is happening in the upper echelons of government, not only in this country, but around the world. The people that are picked from the Ivy League schools to carry on the secret traditions Crazy stuff. I know. I know. So apparently this thousand thousand points of light from darkness to light is a big Illuminati. Um, The illuminated ones in the light of knowledge is where some of this stuff comes from. So... You know, there's an interesting uh, couple clips that Colorado Dank plays uh, that supports some of this stuff uh, that I saw on his TikTok videos on his Instagram. And uh, one of them is a speech that President Bill Clinton was giving where... George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, Barbara Bush, a bunch of other politicians were in the crowd. I, I can't remember where it's at or where this comes from. But I want to play it for you now. Thank you
2: very much. You know, when a president is about to leave office, most of the time, most people are dying for him to go on and get out of But there are a few little rituals that have to be observed. Rituals? One of them is that the president must host the incoming president in the White House, smile as if they love each other, and give the American people the feeling that democracy is peaceful and honorable and there'll be a good transfer of power. You might be interested to know that the only thing George Herbert... Walker Bush asked me to do is to preserve the points of light.
0: Preserve the points of light. Hmm. What's he talking about? And now hundreds of
2: millions of hours of volunteer work have been done. I've always been grateful that he asked and that I listened. So when I was leaving, and George W. Bush was coming in. The only thing I
1: asked him to do was to preserve AmeriCorps,
0: and he did. AmeriCorps. When you've had the honor of being president
2: and your ambition is slaked and most of your fights are done, all you really want to do is make sure that by the time you leave this earth, things are a little better off than they were when you showed up. So I set up this foundation and I went to work. Then George W. Bush did me one of the great favors of my life. He asked me not once but twice to work with his father to help people in need. First in South Asia in the tsunami and then in the Gulf Coast after Katrina. All told, we took seven trips together. It was an amazing experience. And this man whom I'd always liked and respected and then run against and a painful campaign in some ways I literally came to love and I realized all over again how much energy we waste fighting with each other over things that don't matter
0: okay so that's pretty interesting Sound like benevolent overlord rulers that just want what's best for everybody, right? Leave the world a better place than you found it. Preserve the points of life. Preserve AmeriCorps, charity work, philanthropy. See, you see how it works, people. They're all glad handing each other, patting each other on the back. We argue so much about things that don't matter. We should be working together. That's all the stuff everybody wants to hear. Now listen to this. Remember earlier I said that when I said that uh, when Donald Trump denies facts and prefers bluster, he is echoing the man who called Trump his greatest student of all time. That's a very interesting piece right there. This person that wrote this is claiming that Donald Trump acts like he's a blundering idiot who denies facts, and maybe that's why people hate him. Uh, maybe not. But it is very interesting that 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 he said that about Trump when you consider this clip that I'm about to play for you. This is Trump giving a speech where he's making fun of whoever it was, Clinton at the time, or George W. Bush. I can't remember who it was. But talking about that thousand points of light. And he's like, what's a thousand points of light? Listen to this. And by the way, you know all the rhetoric
2: you see here, the thousand points of light. What the hell was that, by the way? Thousand points of light. What did that mean? Does anyone know? I know one thing. Make America great again,
0: We understand. Putting America first, we understand. Yeah, because you can't understand the points of light. I never quite got that one. What the hell is that?
2: Has anyone ever figured that one out? And it was put up by a Republican, was not it? Atoms are miniature points of light. This is how
1: they're, they're described. They are particles which you cannot see
2: with your eye, but they are the building blocks of everything in the universe. And that little dead creature, he is made of atoms, and those atoms are full of energy. And so the Kabbalistic texts and the tradition... Is it not a crazy thing to ponder, this idea that practically every single one of us has grown up being taught, being indoctrinated with what is really Babylonian mysticism? which is really what Kabbalah is. Only none of us had any idea because we were all told it was science.
0: At the end of that video was a gentleman talking about these thousand points of light. And he said that, you know, the entire world is made out of them and it, it, it's things that we can't see. All, all matter is made out of en, uh, energy. I'm sorry. All matter is made out of atoms. And atoms contain energy, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, right? So, apparently, within the Freemasonic Illuminati um, tradition, the esoteric knowledge that is taught, uh, especially the knowledge that is held by the people at the 33rd degree level, clearly there is some secret knowledge that is being taught to certain people in the upper ruling elite echelons of our world. Uh, In that clip where Clinton was on stage talking about the thousand points of light, uh, Jimmy Carter was in that crowd uh, looking on with uh, astonishment. George W. Bush, same deal. I don't know, people. I don't know if there's anything to this. I'm just trying to paint the picture that in the last episode, I, I was like, wow, you know what? The media story, the show, the mainstream media narratives and stories I refer to as the show. The show is trying to get you to believe that Trump is going to make his big comeback. Ooh, we Americans love the comeback story, right? Biden is a dementia-ridden, blooming, ancient, Satan-worshipping, pedophile idiot in the minds of most Americans now. Uh, you know, the QAnoners out there are probably feeling pretty emboldened right now. Uh, I heard some guy on the Tim Pool show that was prior military saying that... Um. There's going to be something resembling civil war around the time of the elections. I don't know people is, is all this bullshit nonsense conspiracy theory or are some of us out there, especially Colorado Dank putting the pieces together, connecting the dots, asking the right questions. Donald Trump's in the big club people. He's been influenced by the same groups of people that have influenced every presidency since JFK. World events around the world with the use of our military industrial complex in order to achieve goals. We profess with our lofty rhetoric publicly to our citizens, constituents, and to our colleagues that we're just trying to do what's best. We want to leave the world a better place than it was when we came here. These people are so devout. They, they believe so firmly in that they are not only the people that have been chosen to make these decisions for all of us, for the world. They you know, they also they're so sure of it that it's almost like divine right this new bourgeoisie, these new aristocrats. They believe that they are divine. They believe that they are of the gods. They believe that they should be ruling over us. They are our owners, in the words of George Carlin. Freedom, liberty, Not much room for those concepts in a world that lives every single day under the thumb of the big club. And, you know, I could be wrong. I could be reaching, you know. I could be... I could be getting it all wrong. I don't know. I don't know what uh, people define as evidence these days. Uh, I don't know what you need to hear in order to understand the realities of this world. Jared Kushner, Ivanka's husband, cushy friends with uh, Netanyahu from Israel. Interesting relationship. Jared Kushner said that working for Donald J. Trump has been the greatest honor of his life. and I don't know how you feel about Benjamin Netanyahu is he president of Israel prime minister I don't know what they got over there but listen to this in 1990 Benjamin Netanyahu was quoted as saying this America is a golden calf and we will suck it dry Chop it up and sell it off piece by piece until there is nothing left but the world's biggest welfare state that we will create and control. This is what we do to countries that we hate. We destroy them very Slowly. Benjamin Netanyahu was employed at the time as a Soviet agent in a covert conversation taped in 1990 at Fink's Bar in Jerusalem, allegedly, a well known Mossad hangout taken directly from the transcript of the recording, which was witnessed and has been 100% fully authenticated. Shown here making the Satanic 666 sign at that meeting. And you can't see it, but with this clip, there's a picture of Benjamin Netanyahu with a little AOK sign the alleged 666 hand sign of the Illuminati or the Freemasons or whoever. And apparently this was made, por- uh, made public by none other than Mr. Gordon Duff of Veterans Today. My fellow Americans, do you remember that name from a previous episode? It's in my top five. The past is crazy part one where I talk about Gordon Duff and uh, the other guy editors from Veterans Today that gave that speech at Istanbul I think it was where they talked about the Kazarian mafia and the Rothschild affiliated groups the Jesuits the Illuminati Etc., etc., etc. People, I could go on and on and on and on about this, but I'm uh, running short on time and I want to get to the punk rock. So if I find out what that conversation was all about with uh, all those people I mentioned earlier in the show today, Kissinger, Peel, Nixon, And the other gentleman in the general that I mentioned, who I don't really know who they are, but, hey, you know what? Maybe that can be homework for you. If you guys uh, feel so inclined, go look up those names. Echevarria, whatever, Luis Sanchez, forget the other guy's name, whatever. It's not important. My brain just wants to go figure out who those guys are. And I probably will at some point because that's just the kind of guy I am. (laughs) All right, people, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Go back and listen to my episode, The Past is Crazy, part one and two. Very interesting subject matter. Go back and listen to my Tragedy and Hope episode, similar subject matter. And there's probably more evidence out there that I'm going to go dig up. But I think I've made a pretty clear case here today that there's a good chance, people, that Donald J. Trump is influenced by Norman Vincent Peale. Knowledge handed down probably from his father. Go look up the uh, Thousand Points of Light see what that's all about crazy stuff i know hope you enjoyed the show today people let's move on to some music people it's time to play some punk rock All right people, welcome back. Uh so of course, I couldn't help myself and I had to go look up who those people in that office were with Nixon and Peel uh and Kissinger. William Westmoreland, United States Army General during the Vietnam War, 1964 to 1968. So that's one of the guys that was in there. Uh Manolo Sanchez Uh, born 1929, is a former longtime valet to Richard Nixon, known for his unfailing loyalty and fierce devotion to the former United States president. So Manolo Sanchez was Nixon's right-hand man, right-hand guy. And then you got Luis Echeverria Alvarez, who was... The president of Mexico from 1970 to 1976, leader of the Inter, I'm sorry, Institutional Revolutionary Party. He became the private secretary of the president 1940 and received a law degree from National Autonomous University of Mexico. He rose rapidly in political circles and held several important posts in government And the PRI prior to being appointed Secretary of the Interior in 1964 by President Gustavo Diaz-Ordaz, he was severely criticized for his harsh handling of the 1968 student demonstrations that culminated in the Tlatelolco Massacre, in which more than 300 demonstrators were killed or wounded and thousands were arrested. So this guy... Uh, This guy's not a really great dude. After becoming president, Echeverria moved sharply to the left, the political left. He released most of the prisoners arrested in 68, redistributed the millions of acres among the landless peasantry, expanded social security, housing, and transportation programs, and poured huge sums of money into public works. Hmm. Well, that doesn't sound like such a bad guy. Reversing an earlier stand, he introduced a national family planning program to reduce population growth. To reduce population growth. Hmm. His administration was plagued by runaway inflation, high unemployment and illiteracy, and his leftist economic proposals, including the government purchase of many privately owned enterprises, alienated business interests, Causing reduced domestic involvement. A declining balance of trade forced the devaluation of the peso by 50% in 1976. This is the guy that's hanging out in an office in the White House with Freemason Peel. President Nixon. Manolo valet sidekick. General Westmoreland. Devil incarnate Henry Kissinger. (laughs) What are they doing? What are they talking about, people? What are they talking about? In foreign policy, Echeverria opened diplomatic relations with China and supported Latin American solidarity after leaving office in 76. He served as ambassador to Australia and New Zealand. In the 1990s, Echeverria became Began to be formally investigated for his involvement in both the 1968 massacre and the killing of more than a dozen protesters by, his, protesters by police in 1971. He later faced genocide charges for both incidents. But after numerous legal maneuvers, numerous legal maneuvers, a federal court in 2009 ruled that Echeverria could not be tried for the killings, okay? When you're in the big club, people, you are above the law. No court is going to convict you. They got. They've long long since paid for, the Congress, the state houses, the city councils. They got the judges in their back pocket. George Carlin was right. Interesting group of people meeting in the White House, having secret meetings, don't you think, my fellow Americans? People, I hope you enjoyed the show today. And like I said, I don't know if any of this conjecture is evidence that Trump is in the big club. Maybe it's, you know, confirmation bias. Maybe I'm reaching. I had a friend of mine recently accuse me that um, I'm looking for things to validate what I want to be true and uh, not what is necessarily true. Uh, I don't really think I'm doing that. I mean, we can all fall down, you know, fall into that trap from time to time. But, I mean... I'm pretty discerning. I don't just believe everything just because it points in the direction that I think. I'm not trying to look for things that I want to be true. I'm just trying to discover what is true. And if there is, you know, evidence, things that you can research, do a little digging, do a little investigating. You never know what you might find. I am not. I don't want certain things to be true. I, I don't want any of this stuff to be true. I wish it was all bullshit. And I've, I've said that on a previous show. I said that I really wish someone would just come into my life, give me a phone call, send me an email, and tell me that all my stupid bullshit is garbage. Not true. Not factual. Not based in reality. All conspiracy. F- fantasy. I just find it very hard to believe that the mainstream media and popular culture are where I need to be getting my truth from. You know what I'm saying? Some people just say stuff like that because they don't want to face the reality. They don't want to face the truth. It's too hard. The programming is too overwhelming and complete. I have a song I played in a previous show and the chorus of this of that song reminds me of this episode today. Uh, my old band nonprofit wrote a song called Something to Prove. Uh, it was inspired by the book Lies My Teacher Told Me Everything Your American High, Sc- High School History Textbook Got Wrong by James W. Lewin. Lowin, however you pronounce his last name. And the chorus goes If I told you everything you've ever learned was just a lie, would you even listen? And if I told you everything could change, it's up to us, would you even care? People, you're going to get pushback when you try to open closed minds. You got to be ready for it. You got to expect it. You got to be prepared for it. So you know, you push a little bit. You get a little bit of pushback. You stop. Let it. Let it. uh, Let it marinate for a little bit. Take a breath. Be patient. Right. Later on, introduce a little something else. Boom. If you get pushed back, take a break. Walk away. You got to meet people where they are. You can't hit them with all the information all at once. That is my best advice with this stuff. Don't believe everything just because you heard it. It's easy. You hear something shocking that blows your mind and you're like, oh my God, the world's going to end. That's not necessarily true. You're just having an emotional reaction to the realization that there are ideas out there. And when certain ideas enter your brain, you're going to have cognitive dissonance. You're going to have an emotional reaction. You're going to run towards wisdom courageously, or you're going to retreat into safety like a coward. Those are your two choices, fear or love. Hope you enjoyed the show today, people. Let's play some punk rock. And I have fantastic news. I have recently been speaking with Amy and Bree. Of the up and coming upstart punk rock record label known as Allegedly Records. We've been chatting, and I have been given permission to play any allegedly records artist in their catalog on this show. People. I just got on Alt Media United, and now I got a record label. Let me play anything in their catalog. The future is looking bright for the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. And people, the first song I'm going to play from the Allegedly Records catalog is awesome. A few people have reached out to me on my uh. Politics and Punk Rock Podcast Facebook page telling me to play some uh, awesome newer punk rock artists like uh, Amal and the Sniffers and Amy Gabba and the Almost Famous. Once upon a time, someone posted uh, on my page to play these bands. And when I was looking through the Allegedly Records catalog, I found Amy Gabba, And the Almost Famous. And she has a song (laughs) that has a special place in my heart. I love the lyrics to this song. I love the vibe to this song. It's very uplifting to those of you that uh, have ever been in or have recently come out of a broken, shitty relationship. (laughs) i love this song and here's a little bio on amy gaba there came a point when i just got sick of playing the sad stuff i wanted to write songs that made people happy and made them dance her music is a little bit uh, of a mix of punk and ska i've referred to ska music before as happy major key punk rock Here we go, Amy Gabba, who got her start playing in bars at the age of 10. Slowly started adding more ska to her typical rock-heavy repertoire. Influenced by bands like Green Day, No Doubt, Real Big Fish, The Mad Caddies, The Interrupters, and Joan Jett, Amy's music started to sound more upbeat. Amy isn't a stranger to the stage or the studio, the Alberta export has played in a number of projects and remains active with the Gabba Hayes, a ramones Joan Jett cover act, and the Amy D.C., an ACDC tribute band. That is awesome. I'm going to check that out. Her debut EP, The Heart is Stupid, can be found on all platforms, and she's currently working on a new project released under Allegedly Records soon. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, do allow me to present to you, making her debut on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Here's the song, Fuck You Cupid, by Amy Gabba and the almost famous, Fuck You Cupid.
1: scream and shout I want out
0: All right, people, I hope you liked that song, and I hope you liked the show today. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com, buy a t-shirt, donate to the show. I'm getting busy on them. Show notes, they'll be there soon. I'll have all the links to all the clips I've ever played on this show, for the most part. I'll put the lyrics to certain songs uh, when I get my hands on them in the blog uh, section, at some point, I'll get to that. I got to get the show notes done first, and then I'll get to the lyrics so we can have a cool little catalog on my website for all the awesome punk rocker lyrics uh, that I have played on the show. If you have a question, comment, concern, thought, feeling, idea, if you want to email me and tell me how much of a tinfoil hat-wearing, nut job, idiot, right-wing, show, conspir- uh conspiracy theorist, Racist, sexist, misogynistic, asshole, douchebag I am. <laughs> Feel free, people. andrew for america 1984 at gmail.com. I am very excited to be the, one of the newest members of Alt Media United. Go to altmediaunited.com right now and check out our catalog of amazing podcasters. Show your support, like and follow. Leave a good five-star review. Do whatever you gotta do to participate. I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of the fantastic feedback and adulation and praise and kudos and pats on the back I've been getting from a lot of my listeners lately. Warms my heart. Makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. And I'm going to keep it going for you, for me, for all of us. Thank you for listening. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 107 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Entitled, On Strategy and Reality. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald J. Trump being interviewed by the media while standing next to Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, while President Trump was in office.
2: Why is it better to be here in Davos than in Washington, D.C.? Well, we're here meeting with world leaders, the biggest, uh, most important people in the world, and we're bringing back tremendous business in the United States, and they're all here to see. Uh, I'll be making a speech, and then we'll be leaving shortly, Uh, but I think it's very important. Uh, The other is just a hoax. It's the witch hunt that's been going on for years. And it's frankly, it's disgraceful, but uh, we look forward to being here. Klaus has done a fantastic job. And again, we're meeting with the big, biggest companies in the world, the biggest businesses in the world, and world leaders, all for the benefit of the United States. We look forward to the meetings.
0: You hear that, people? The most important people in the world are making decisions, doing what's best for the American people. you be the judge. Thanks again to Colorado underscore Dank 99 on Instagram for all of his words of wisdom and awesome research uh, that he allowed me to use in the show today. Go check him out, guys. I love you. We'll see you next time.